0: Welcome to Friday, January 27, 2023. This day with the podcast brought to you by Cowboy State Daily and Dot. There'll be a lot of winter driving across Wyoming and other states this weekend, so be ready to take it slow. Well, Arctic conditions are going to be paying a visit to many areas of the Northern Plains, the Western High Plains, and the Rockies over the course of the next several days. While the intensity of this cold wave will not match the December intensity. Regardless, it's still going to be cold for a while, snowy and icy for a while, and it's been pretty chilly for the past week, so I think everyone is kind of tired of the cold. Also, more wind, more blowing snow, and more snow shower activity will occur today, much like it has over the last couple of days. This is especially true across parts of Wyoming, the western Dakotas, Montana, eastern Idaho, into uh, the Wasatch of Utah as northwest winds aloft continue to bring moisture but then the Arctic push really comes in Saturday and sticks through Tuesday into early Wednesday as you would expect the coldest air will start in the northern areas then will slowly move south much slower than the last Arctic wave did but it's going to get soupy out there soupy conditions meaning fog freezing drizzle freezing frog areas of ice Well, we'll be a concern as things are gonna ice up. This is gonna be especially true east of the divide with the snow covered valleys and basins of Western Wyoming, Western Colorado, Eastern Utah. You're gonna get some really cold nights and some chilly days as that Arctic air may get trapped in the basins and valleys for a few days. So hazardous travel and livestock weather conditions will abound across the entire region. We do expect, however, moderate temperatures by late next week. What does moderate mean? Well, moderate means we'll get rid of the subzero temperatures in most areas and we'll see temperatures at least get closer to the 30 year average, which still means cold, but not as bad as what we're gonna see. Also an update on the comet you've probably been hearing about and reading about. We're gonna give you some tools on where to look for it here in the coming days as it's getting closer and closer. Here's a great shot. This was actually taken on Wednesday. This doesn't include the snow that fell in the Bighorns yesterday and last night, but really piling up in the Northern Bighorn Mountains, Northwest winds aloft, a great flow for the Bighorns. So a lot of snow for you snowmobilers in all of Wyoming and Colorado's and Montana's mountains coming in this pattern. And here it is, that big ridge in the Eastern Pacific causing that big bowl of cold, centered up in there around the Hudson Bay area to just spin around. The air up here is really, really cold. And uh, it's just gonna stay there, that vortex pumping in the cold air here in for the next several days. And these little Ls, these little low pressure systems coming on through will add to the mix. But as we get into Sunday morning, one of these lows goes down and actually slides to the southwest, sliding to the southwest towards California, while the Arctic air comes in unimpeded. So what'll happen is the arctic air comes in, it will get draped along and east of the divide, some of it will spill west of the divide, then the counterclockwise spin that goes around these lows brings up pacific air and moisture up and over that arctic dome, that overrunning that we talked about, and there's the arctic dome. This is by 5 p.m. Sunday. The purple area is showing the real severe cold, green and blue is pretty cold as well, and you can see the cold wave getting down to past the Dallas, near that Dallas area, by Sunday afternoon and evening. So moisture from the Pacific gets pumped up over that Arctic boundary, and this is a great raid to make it snow and make it, as I said earlier, make it soupy. This is by Wednesday, 5 p.m., the cold lingers. Now, it's not as severe, but look at most of the U.S., with the exception of the Gulf Coast by Wednesday. It's very, very cold, at least colder than average in most areas. but really cold hanging here and a lot of this has to do with the fact that there's just a lot of snow cover so the cold is going to hang on a little bit longer precipitation wise this map looks very similar to what i've shown you over the last few days along that arctic boundary where that deeper arctic air is going to be is where that overrunning will take place and you're going to see the heaviest snowfall especially kind of along this axis right here and with the air so cold the snow water equivalents will be very high You can also see fetches of moisture into the Colorado Mountains, the mountains of Southern Wyoming, the Bighorns, the Tetons, Eastern Idaho, the Wasatch Front, and the Sierra Nevada getting more precipitation. And even into Southern California, some more rain. Now, nothing terribly heavy, but there's going to be more snow. Look at the snow falling in the mountains here above Los Angeles and San Diego. It's actually going to get very cold in California in this cold wave as well. Notice that axis of heavier snow there, but you see these gray areas down here. This is where it could get really icy with not a lot of snow, but just ice conditions. I'm going to talk ice about ice a little bit more here in a moment as we go into the southern plains later on this week. To focus in a little bit closer to home, you can see that snow field deepest about where we showed you yesterday, that Pine Ridge of northwest Nebraska around that Shattered Alliance area to Douglas and Lusk on the way to Casper, then up to South Pass. Yeah, look at Lander again. Yeah, Lander, more snow for you. Heavy snow in the Bighorns. This is another area of concern. Carbon County, western Albany County, that Pacific flow going into that area here is going to produce another area of heavy snow along Interstate 80 this weekend and into Monday. Then the snow is lighter down south to that I-70 corridor, but that soupy, icy mix is certainly gonna be a problem in that Denver metro area out into the northeastern Colorado plains. Then you can see the of Utah there getting into the act as well. So there'll be a lot more snow in the mountains. Avalanche dangers next week are gonna be going right back up again. Now, this is by Thursday morning. The low scoots out. The deeper Arctic air is more centered now over the northern Great Lakes in the northeast. And this brings a more moderate flow of air into the pacific instead of western canada so this is where temperatures later in the week will rebound and snowfall let's take a look at the next 10 days you can see the snow is getting further south again all the way down to maybe into virginia and then parts of uh, northern north carolina could even get into the mix through the great lakes and new england snow and you can see that This will be a travel concern as that snow forms over that Arctic boundary. And speaking of travel concerns, look at this. This is something that needs to be watched. As we get into around the Tuesday, Wednesday time frame of next week, this is a prediction of ice accumulation in a very broad area from Texas through Oklahoma, Arkansas, even into Tennessee and Kentucky. Not quite sure how heavy this will be, but this could be something that could be a real problem, icing up conditions there for travel uh making for treacherous conditions is that Arctic air is overrun by that moisture, something to keep an eye on. Then as we go out further, this is for February 8th, the pattern stays busy. While the Arctic air eases, the North Pacific is starting to ramp up again. So there's going to be plenty of weather as we go into the month of February. More weather meaning more fluctuating temperatures, and more snow chances. Now I want to give you a comet update. There's been a lot in the news about this comet. It's approaching Earth and we'll be getting closest as we get into next week. So for you uh, stargazers, you astrophotographers out there, I know we've been dealing with a lot of clouds and I do think we'll have to deal with clouds next week, but I also think next week we may have some opportunities to see it with some gaps in these storms and maybe a little bit of a break in the weather mid to late week we might have a better opportunity for less clouds. We'll track that for you early next week. Now for those of you that want to find it I really recommend the website, The Sky Live, because what you can do with that website is put in your location, your exact location, and then it will tell you where to look. The good news about this comet, at least at the moment, but it is gonna move a lot. One thing to keep in mind is it will move every night to a different location, but right now, it's in between the Little Dipper right here and the Big Dipper, so very easy way to kind of find out where it is. It is, uh, when you look to the north, Big Dipper to the north, it's between right now the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper. But go to SkyLive.com, input your location, and that'll tell you how high to look. So you're looking up at a fairly decent angle up, not too low on the horizon to the north to see where the comet's going to be. Even better, yes, there is an app for that. I found out yesterday that there is an app that actually allows you to Point your phone in the right part of the sky to find the comet. So this is one of those one-time-use apps that might be worth downloading. Have yourself a great weekend. Stay warm. Drive safely. Don't travel if you don't have to. We'll see you on Monday.